When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time joining us, like I say, welcome. Please like it, subscribe it, tell a friend, do whatever you got to do to spread the Whisk Ginge word. Very excited about the episode this week. One of my favorite humans in comedy, uh, one of my uh, inspirations, my idols, my comedic heroes, a dude who I look up to uh, both on and off the stage. He's incredible. So uh, I'm very happy to be uh, in his presence and be, uh, be a consider him a friend. So it's incredible for me. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as far as stand-up goes, wh- what do you want me to say? I don't know, man. People aren't wearing their mask. What's the deal, dude? Wear your mask. Uh, wear your mask. I'd like to tour. AndrewSantino.com is where all the dates are. Uh, and we're trying to, we're trying to figure it out, man. We're trying our best. Um, also AndrewSantino.com is where the Patreon is. That's where I do one-on-one solo episodes and Cheeto chats. Uh, if you're into that, check it out. It's super fun. It also helps uh, with uh, those that organize this show. It's a little side project for all of us, and it helps uh, the show uh, stay as dope as it is. So go check out the Patreon, and most importantly, we got merch. We got that new merch, dude. Brand new merch drop. New stuff, new hats, new shirts, all sorts of stuff, and it's high quality. The reason I love this stuff, honestly, because this stuff just has a good vibe to it. Uh, it it's super high quality. It's very clean. The designs and styles... Uh, we're really proud of, and it's finally, uh, finally up now, which is so incredible for for me because uh, we had old merch out with the old, in with the new, and and so uh, we are happy to present brand new line of merch that you can check out at andrewsantino.com. Uh, we linked up with Killer Merch to bring you some incredible new stuff, man, and and we're really happy about it. So uh, go to andrewsantino.com, pick up some new merch, support the Whisk Ginge Pod. Uh, we very much appreciate it. In here, we pour whisk, 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 whisk. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. It is Bill Burr. Bill, thanks for being here. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing, man. Can we, just, we, can we just address the obvious here? Who's yeah. kidding who? You are my replacement. Okay. <laughs> the second I saw you walk into the comedy store with your full head of red hair <laughs> and, a, and a nice red beard, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. You know, so just keep <laughs> me in mind someday when you storm the castle and you get your show, I will pay <laughs> I'll play the grandfather, or okay. your dad, or your wacky well, well, you older just got brother. To play, uh, you got to play uh, uh, Pete's stepdad in the movie. So you, you're, 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 you're going to be dad now forever? Is that the new thing? You want to be That's a dad? That's why dad? I've always been nice to younger comics, because I'm playing yeah. the long game. I know you guys are taking over at some <laughs> point, and I'm going to play the uncles and the dads and the grandfathers. Well, hopefully great grandfather if I live long enough. You will. When I first started, um, well, and when I first moved to LA and I first started coming around the comedy store, um, uh, you know, I, look, I've always been a fan of you. I don't want to, I don't want to 
kiss you too much. I got some great shit jokes. You can say it. Yeah, you do. When I go bodily fluids. That's where you hit the hardest. I'm the Chris Rock of bodily fluids. <laughs> and I would go down to the improv. And I want to tell you this. Eddie used to say that you, that I reminded him of you just look wise. He's like, oh, I'd see this orange face walk in. And he would go, oh, I think it'd be Billy Burr at first. Then I'd see his you and I'd be very disappointed because I don't like you as much as I like him. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Eddie. You're a great, uh, you're a great grump. Just get me a fucking whiskey, you old fart. No, he's a, he's a lovely man. But yeah, I'll take the, if I'm next in line to you, that's fine. I highly doubt it. But you're going to be around for a long, long time. You're never going to quit comedy. It's never, it's not, you're, you're not going anywhere. What are you talking about? You're never going to quit. I, I, am, I am going to become a slumlord. Are you? Are my, you my dream is to, to own apartment buildings <laughs> that I can just live, that are paid off and I can just fucking sit in my bathrobe. And if I decide I want to go out and do my jokes at Circus Circus that weekend, <laughs> I can do it. Dude, yeah. you can't, you cannot fucking, I just, you I, I don't trust this business. I've just been stolen from so many fucking times. You yeah. haven't audit people and all of that shit. It's just like, and this game does not give a fuck. No, it doesn't give a fuck. It doesn't care about you. So you have to just man up and, and realize that I am not special. Right. Um, I watched on Jeopardy yesterday. The obvious answer was Richard Pryor and nobody knew it. But then there was something from the 90s that that all the contestants knew. And I'm like, that right there is why you cannot invest your happiness, all of your finances and everything in this fucking business. Because if you can be as great as that guy, and then young people, I don't know who that guy is. You know? You're, yeah, you're, you're cooked. Well, do you yeah, think- so I'm gonna, I'm, Yeah, I'm going to buy some apartment buildings. <laughs> just have my money diversify. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, Maybe just spread it, it out. Going. Maybe the train keeps going, but if it doesn't, you know? Right. I got that old lady I can call up. I want my money, bitch, or I'll redo your apartment and I'll move some youngsters in there. But, Bill, you've been so nice to me. No more. Get the fuck out. That was on TV, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) Truthfully, what you're saying is real, though, because at the end of anyone's career, you only remember people, especially posthumously, in the perfect light that you wanted to. Like, um, uh, 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 I was talking to... uh, Oh, what's, why can't I think of his name? Chicago comic too. Been on the Tonight Show more than any other comic. What's, why can't I think of his name? I'm drawing such a bad blank. Um, Tom, Tom Dreesen. Tom Dreesen. Oh. I was talking to Dreesen and he said, uh, like people remember Sinatra as this young, this young, beautiful image, but you know, the latter half of his singing career wasn't so beautiful. You know what I mean? It's like, it got, it got, it got bad when he was older, but you only remember people in this, in this perfect little light. So I don't ever want to get to the point when you're, on the other side of it. And people are like, Oh yeah, I saw him at circus circus. It was fucking bad. Like, I don't want to get the thing, to that, at that point. You're not on stage for them. Right. You're on stage for you because if you actually retire, you literally, if you just like retire. Yeah. I could not get it out of my head that I am just waiting to die. Now <laughs> the thing about working yourself to death is that, you know, you're just going, 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 and then you fucking drop the genius people are the people that make a decent living and vacation on a lake. Those are the people that are smart. I've been watching Ozark, right? I was going to, it sounds like it. Yeah. You're going to retire down there. Vacationing on a lake is the way, if you can get past the racism, you know, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. This is is your your choices are basically this. You can go to a, a Caribbean Island and listen to wokeness 
and possibly have, you know, uh, your, your drink drugged, right? Or you go to a lake and you got to listen to people defend the Confederate flag. Now I'm painting with the broad brush. Yeah. All right. But what yeah. I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with the fucking lake. That's what I've realized. A lake vacation. Yeah. You can take a longer vacation. You can get there quicker. You can keep your fucking money. Right. All right. You don't have to deal with hipsters. Even though they're still going to be selling hipster beer, people would actually be drinking it non-ironically. Right. They'll actually like it. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're, you're basically <laughs> pitching me right now. You bought lakefront property and you're looking to, to get me in there to rent, right? Is this air? No, no, no. No, not at all. I just want, I, I was just like the, you, uh, you I, I think end up there? Some, somewhere around there? MTV Cribs and then all these real estate shows, they introduce people to an incredibly stupid lifestyle right. that nobody needs to be living. And then right. all the celebrities who got on MTV Cribs then had to top each other's houses. Mm-hmm. So then they had everything all fucking bedazzled. <laughs> and then people thought that that, that was wealth. Right. Um, yeah, and the reality is, is you, you know, especially during this pandemic, he can live like, I was joking with a buddy of mine the other day. He actually texted me, Dave Kushner, he does some music for, uh, F is for family. He goes, you know what's funny? He goes, I realize that I only really wear three shirts. And I said to him, that's what happens on vacation too. The yeah. rest of your wardrobe, I think, is for your close friends. So you don't bore them. Right. They'll still want to hang out with you. So everybody's like, what do you think of this? There's <laughs> this little number. But in reality, you don't need all of this, this shit. shit. So yeah. yeah. So what I found is the combination of being married in the existence of Amazon is the ability of somebody to just sit there and click and fill up a fucking house that you have no business filling up. So like right. I've, I've drawn the gauntlet. I was like, this is the death house. We're dying here. So if you want to be the cat lady with the boxes up to the fucking ceiling, like we have, like uh, we, we definitely have like there's uh, I mean, I, I love it to death. You always got to say that because the way people fucking start inferring shit. Right, right. <laughs> Just doing this for a comedic thing here. Uh, I am into negative space, if that's the right world. I, I like open shit. I like lessening the percentage of me possibly stubbing my toe when I walk to the bathroom to take a leak. She's of the other, the other side. Right. If More shit, the better. Well, I, my, my shit behind doors drives me up the fucking wall. Having to move shit to open something drives me up the fucking wall. Or shit in front of other shit. Right. Like we have this counter space and we got this little thing where all the vitamins are. And then all of a sudden she buys too much cereal. Now the cereal is in front of the, the vitamins. <laughs> and I just come off like this fucking Gestapo agent going, how is this acceptable? <laughs> I don't want to be like digging through fucking boxes. Like everything becomes like this little war. Right. Like I got this thing in my hand. I got to move this and then I got to open this with my fucking foot or it could just be a nice clear path. Were you, were you, was your, like we share, look, we share almost too much in common. Sometimes I feel like it's going to, it sounds like I'm placating, but my dad was a military kid. So my house was spotless and we got yelled at constantly for shit being everywhere. So me to my Your wife. That sounds like a great man. <laughs> he is. But me to my wife, I've taken some of those qualities that I know are annoying. Like I'm such an, 
annoying. You're not annoying. You're right. Well, shoot, not to her. Watch somebody scuba dive through all that shit we've thrown in the fucking ocean. You're right. <laughs> shoes by the door. That's how lame, lame I am. I don't like too many pairs of shoes by the door. It's OCD. When there's too many shoes, my dad used to be like, why are shoes by the door? Which pair are you going to wear? And I'd go, well, that one right there. And he goes, so the other ones are there to keep it company because they can just go back in the fucking closet where they belong. So it's like that rhetoric that was in my head that now I infuse Lead, into my house. follow, or get out of the way applied <laughs> to shoes. Yeah. I love you, Dad. I haven't even met the guy. I love him. He's, That's exactly yeah. right. It isn't. Yeah. And it isn't. And then you get called anal and OCD. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. You're blaming the victim here. You're, the other person is fucking lazy. And they're a slob, and they don't know where anything is, which is real. I'm, I'm a combination of both. Right. I never know where my fucking phone is. And I don't know where some important documents are, but during this, this pandemic, I've, I've slowly worked my way through all of my shit. And now I kind of know where everything is. But it's, it's gotta be even harder because you're a papa now two times over. So that anytime any friend of mine has a kid, it's like your house exponentially gets way more shit, even shit that you'll never use. It just kid stuff begins to just take place in your house. So now that's gotta oh, be- Oh, you know what worked out for us? was a number of couples. It becomes contagious. When you get married around the same time as another person, they have a kid, then you have a kid, then you have right. another kid, then they have a kid. Well, a number of our, our married friends with kids had a boy first and then had a girl. We had a girl and then had a boy. So we're doing like a clothes swap thing. Right. Oh, that's- I'm loving. Right. Because that reminds me of how I grew up. I used to like look at my brother's clothes, my older brother, and just being like, oh man, I can't wait to get that shirt. Two years, baby. Two years, <laughs> that shirt is mine. And it just went, it went right through the whole family. Um, yeah, you had like two, three pairs of pants. Like now, I'm telling you, it's just like, I think because everybody is kind of a celebrity now, they have like their own little Instagram and shit. Yeah. And you have to like, it's like you're doing the red carpet. You can't get caught wearing the same fucking shirt unless you own it. Right. Like, uh, like uh, Dan Katz over at fucking Barstool where he always wears the same sport coat, which right. is fucking great. Yeah. No, that, well, I, I get shit. People talk shit about me a lot because I, you know, you have the same complexion. I wear three colors. I usually wear blue, black, or gray. I, I don't, and I usually wear only the same few shirts. And I noticed the other day as I'm drying shirts, uh, they're all gray. They're all tones of gray or black. A lot of overcast. A lot of morning haze. <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised what you can get away with. I bought into that for a while when I was growing up. You can't, but you can't wear this. You can't wear that. That's, it's, it's, we're not as limited as the pigment people tried to make us out to be. Well, it's more but, my thing. But they are right. They yeah, are right. It's more my thing, though. I just, there's a, something about I don't like. I think it's just growing up getting when I, my mom would put me in like a yellow shirt and I would get just shitted on. And it was just like, I don't ever want to wear. It's a coward color, color man. You, you, <laughs> you have to have at least Mediterranean, that beautiful olive skin. You got to have at least that yeah, to get that, away yeah. with yellow. Yeah. Well, look, okay. Or if you dress it up, you know, if you're like some uh, English gentleman, you got the whole fucking the pocket square the and all that you can have the yellow shirt underneath, but you can't just, you just can't go full yellow shirt, <laughs> short sleeve, freckled orange arms sticking out of it. She, yeah. You got to get a beat. She, she did me hard. I mean, she, she would, I think sometimes my mom would fuck with me on purpose. She made me be Peter, Peter pumpkin eater one time for Halloween. She stitched the costume for me. And it was just like, I, I was just, it was ripe for me to get the shit beat out of me because I was wearing a pumpkin and I'm already orange. And I, she made me more wear tights. Like I had to wear orange tights. 
I mean, it was. She fucking, made you even more orange. Yeah, it was fucking so embarrassing. <laughs> and I bought into it like it was a good idea. I'm like, yeah, I'll be a pumpkin. I'm, that's cool. And she hand sewed it for me. And I was, I was happy that she was going to make me a costume. That was really what it was about. But I think she used to do shit like that just to fuck with me because she thought it was. Fu- I think she thought it was funny because my mom fucked me constantly. That was like that's like her favorite thing to do was to shit on me. She used to she would bring up photos of me as a kid in outfits she used to put me in and she'd laugh. And I was like, that's why is that funny? And she's like, you look so stupid in those blue pants. They're bright blue pants. And I would just wear, you know, as a young, young kid, you wear whatever your mom buys you begrudgingly. And she got a kick out of it. I was like, she's evil, man. This is her fucking with me. That's all it was. Just her like messing with me because I think she got messed with. My mom's one of 10 kids. So all the brothers and sisters over there, all they did was berate and belittle each other. It was part of this, Irish, uh, you know, that's all you do is mock each other. And that's how you gain uh, any sort of weight in the brother sister system. It's like, who could shit on each other the best? Yeah, Which, get it off of you and put it on the other person. Well, right. I mean, after a while, you just learn that your parents were just her kids that had kids. Right. And then you just go, oh, all right. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah. as long as you tried to fucking do a better job, you know, I think you're, yeah, I don't know. How many, I, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Um, I don't know. I got a lot. You got a bunch. Yeah. Does, does your family love the show? Fam- like, does, is your family super happy? I don't know that show? any of them have watched it. Really? <laughs> Shut up. I think they've watched it. And, dude, I come from a great, this weird dynamic where we are uh, a loving family, but all loners and just do our own thing. Huh. We just okay. do our own thing. And uh, everybody's like really successful at what they do. And it's all completely different. Right. And so, um, yeah. But you're not, but you, but you're not sure. My parents haven't watched it because they they can't figure out how to get on Netflix and I'm not going to try to explain it to them. Right. right. All right. And, um, but I mean, when they, if they watched the show, they wouldn't be like mortified. Like, oh my God, that is us. Cause it isn't. Right. It isn't. Especially like, Sue is nothing like my mother, and Frank is more me than my dad. Uh, that's what and I it's thought. It's also an amalgam of everybody else, because I, I didn't want to put everybody's shit out there. I mean, that's being an asshole thing to do. Yes. You know? Yes. And then also, I, I think something that I would regret, where it was just like, my perspective of my childhood is what happened, <laughs> and only I get a say, you know? Right. Right. There's, an, there's was, obviously a difference between what actually happened and your account of what happened. And if you, even if you uh, stick some of those characters in there from real life, it doesn't do it any justice because they don't get to tell their side of it. So it's like, well, that's, you know, one little baby angle that you have. Right. Which is, yeah. you know, what goes on on the internet is everybody's is just fucking looking out their own head. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, your, your experience is so much more vivid than what's actually happening. Like, say that the, the circle's like this, and you're a little sliver. You're coming, you're looking at the fucking the stone from this way. That is truth. Everything else is fucking bullshit. And, and that's just, and the hardest thing in the world is to fucking figure out that someone else is on a different part of the circle. How are they looking at it? And to get out of your own bullshit and be like, okay, what this person's saying has some validity. Right. It's also biased because it's 100% their experience. I'm not saying you just fucking lay down for the other person, but you really have to have, I, I believe that's called some, some form of empathy, which is completely what is fucking lacking. Um, 
on the internet and on news. It's why I don't watch the news. My wife had on CNN this morning, and I almost blew a gasket like five minutes in, <laughs> where they were shitting on Trump for politicizing COVID uh, while they, from the get-go, politicized it. From the get-go, no matter when he started to warn us, no matter what he did, it wouldn't have been soon enough. And he might have fucked up. I don't know what. But there's no fucking way CNN wasn't going to say that he fucked up. So immediately, they drew this fucking line. Immediately, people on the right are going like, oh, this is the next thing that they're going to try to use to get this guy the fuck out of there. And then it became Hatfields and McCoys. And then that's why you now have the mask wearer versus the non-mask wearer. I wear a mask. Oh, you voted for Hillary. I don't wear a mask. You vote, you, you're for fucking Trump. And it's just, and then meanwhile, you have scientists in the fucking middle who we should be listening to, not these fucking idiots right. who are borderline un-American and treasonous the way that they divide people for their ratings to get their fucking money through advertising and all that. It is absolutely like, it, it's, it's, I don't even know. I can't even know the fucking words. Well, do you know what? And make Nebraska mad at Carolina, uh, California, who's fucking mad at Georgia, who's pissed at New York. Like, you watch this shit now, how um, COVID cases have gone down in New York, down below 1,000, and Florida is up up 5,000. Now, you watch how the left is going to be condescending oh, that's because we're a smarter city, you know? And we, 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 our fucking pubes are, are fucking blue, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to yeah. fucking do that shit, and all they're going to do is piss people off in Florida and make them more fucking defiant mm-hmm. because everybody's looking at the marble from, from where they're fucking sitting at it, and, and they think that, uh, you know, and then they're getting fed a bunch of lies. Yeah. All these soy boys who want your fucking kids to transition and, <laughs> and all this, this horse shit. Yeah. Well, do you know what she- And then meanwhile, in the middle are all these fucking mom and pop places that she's just going to slowly watch go out of fucking business because everybody is, is fucking worried about red ties and blue ties. It's the dumbest fucking thing. Um, I just wish both of those, those news channels, I just wish everybody would just walk away. They lose all their ratings and they just go away. Right. And you go back to a bunch of different points of view. Right. And, you know, there's a reason why media used to be regulated. There's a reason why fucking banks used to be regulated. There's a fucking reason for that. Right. And now they're not. And, and this is this is the uh, this is the result. This is the outcome. Do you know what you know what the term Schadenfreude is? You know what that is, right? You've heard of Schadenfreude? I'm mostly German. Yes. Yeah. I know exactly yes. What that is. But this is but this is I talked to a friend about it the other day. It's like, um, Schadenfreude seems like a, you know, like a hyperbolized concept that you're like, oh, can society really collapse because of their selfishness over other people's and their, and their indulgence in other people's losses or uh, defamity or, or negative uh, talk. And truthfully, that's what it feels like. It does kind of, I'm not saying there's the collapse of society, but it does feel like people are getting off more than ever on other people's, I told you so. It's like that's become this huge stroking contest. Who can I told you so the most? I told you it was going to go up. I told you. It's like become this. It, it, I feel people feel so indignant now to prove that you were uh, what they thought or, 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 or whatever. And it makes them feel so heroic just to shit on other people and watch other people burn. It's a fucking bummer. It's become a weird bummer 
and no one wins. That's what the whole, that's the- I know, I know. And then the sad thing is, is that there's great people in every state. There's great conservative people. There's great liberal people. There's just a lot of great fucking people out there. And it's not like, and I actually think that I, I know a little bit of what I'm talking about because I've traveled the country for almost 30 fucking years. Yeah. So and when I watch CNN Fox, I can't relate to what they're talking about. I'm like, this is not what's going on out there. You are just showing a pile of people jumping up and down with signs screaming and fucking yelling. That is such a small percentage yeah. of, of where people are at. And it's just like, you're either jumping up and down with the signs or you're the people trying to stop the people with signs. It's like, or you're kind of listening to both sides. You're trying to like, okay, the sign people made sense on that one. Authority made sense on that one. You could, you could, you could do that. Like to, to fucking sit there and say one side is always right. The other side's always wrong. Crazy. Yeah, when there's human beings involved who are just incredibly fucking flawed. <laughs> or maybe I'm just superimposing how fucked up I am onto everybody else. Maybe also, there are those perfect yeah. people out there. I don't know. No, no, of course not. I've said that forever. I, you know, people, people uh, assume. I political- said it first, Andrew. No, I said it before. Don't you. try to replace me while I'm on the podcast. I said it before you, Bill. That's it for Bill. Bill's done. He's out of comedy. <laughs> no, I, I've said it so many times. People get mad at me. They're like, oh, what did you probably fucking vote for Trump? It's like, for, I'm never going to tell you who I voted for. It's none of your fucking business. But I have a huge issue with a two-party system inherently because I don't, I don't really enjoy how either party handles anything anymore. And the older I get, the more I embed myself in trying to learn about politics. And the more I do, the more disappointed I am that I'm like, oh, fucking, I don't, you know, like my wife said today on her driver's license, she was like, hey, did you, when you register for a driver's license, you can associate your mail-in ballot party. You know, you can register for what party you want. And I didn't. I was like, no, I'd rather not register with a party because I don't want rhetoric thrown at me just from one side. Well, that'll get you junk mail. Yeah, you're going to get junk mail. I'd rather just hear a lot of things and figure it out on my fucking own instead of just going, we have this, this is how it has to be. I've never felt that way. And maybe that's because both of my parents. I don't care who wins. I just want sanity. I want sanity back. Good fucking luck. You think that's going to happen? That's we're fucked. We're, we're so beyond any sort of calm. But I don't think most people are like these idiots you're seeing on TV. I just don't think that it's like I watch sports. Yeah. Okay. I would never call in a sports talk show. Never. And when I listen to these fucking lunatics, some because they're idiots and others because it's like, oh my God, you ha- I thought I had no life with this shit. Right. How do you even know these stats? <laughs> and people who don't listen to sports as a casual whatever going through, if they listen to that, if their idea of what a sports fan is, is the fucking lunatics that call in the show. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think that's accurate. As far as my experience, right. Right. all these ballparks, right. sitting in the bleachers, drinking beers with all these different fans around the country. Um, and I feel the same way when I watch the news. Yeah. It's like people who watch the news and shit, but lunatics who actually get on and become guests and shit like that. There's, there's something like they, they went in, they got like neck deep and now they're going under and they stop sounding, uh, Sane's probably too big a word. I just, you always got to be, be, be able to be swayed yes. a little bit, yeah. especially in a fucking relationship. At some point, if your wife makes a good point, you got to be like, all right, you got me on that. You got me on. I got it. And you know, and cause if you don't and you fight him every time, then they just, they, the build builds resentment. They're just like, anytime I come at you, you're going to be foaming at the mouth. But right. if you actually say, Hey, that's a good point. I'll work on that. 
then the time when you do push back, they'll actually listen like, well, all right, this must mean something to them. At right. least that's the fucking theory. No, it's, it's correct. No. I, mean, it's, I think, I think where you're right is where we get to see when we travel the country, we get to see so many different kinds of people. And it is true. Like I, you know, I just, I forgot what hat I was wearing, but I go and collect hats when I go to ball games. And my favorite thing is to go to a game alone. And I usually just sit next to people and start talking to them. And oh my is, God, you are my replacement. Yeah, is that, is, 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 is that, do you do that? Do you like to do that? But I do. I did that in every fucking, I have somewhere in one of my hard drives around here. I'm going to find them. I have a picture of myself in front of every major league ballpark by myself with a stranger holding the camera. I'd be like, hey, can you take a picture of me? In well, front of the King Dome, the Astrodome, yeah. the Superdome, all of the domes. Did you hit every park in the United States? I've been to a, prof- a home game of every professional sports team except for three hockey teams. I've only not been to two, three parks and new Yankee stadium is one of them because I just haven't got, gotten back to New York for new Yankee stadium. But I went, I Yankee used to go. Stadium is, is great. And it's awful all at the same time. It just looks like it's, I don't know. The old one. I love that. They put that, that, that the facade, uh, uh, back around the ballpark. Yeah. Cause I always yeah. thought it was a mistake when they put it out in the other one, but the other one became iconic. Reggie Jackson made that iconic. In, was it 77 or 78 when he hit the three home runs in one game? Um, but I loved old Yankee Stadium because that's actually yeah. the one where Babe Ruth played, even though they, it was like new old Yankee Stadium because they redid it in the 70s. Sure. But um, the new one, they got a little they, – they, they brought enough of the old back that I loved. But the outside and, and, and like I said, that, that old school facade going around the infield out to the outfield – but then they did dumb shit where they had like a chef behind glass carving steaks. Yeah, yeah. And then they made the seats way down below so fucking expensive that even during playoff games, they're like empty yeah. because it's just, you know, celebrities and shit with hookups below, you know, just gorging themselves with food and not giving a fuck right. about the game. And as much as I, you know, hated the Yankees, like there was nothing like the sound of old Yankee Stadium in October when I don't know what it is like MLB puts more microphones there. Yeah. And I used to just get like fucking goosebumps. And I, I it was the weirdest thing where I moved to New York and I was there for so long. I watched so many Yankee games rooting against them. Right. That I, I started to know that ballpark the way I knew Fenway. And then meanwhile, Fenway was getting totally redone especially out in right field. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I get lost when I go out there. There's like a mall out there or some shit that I actually started to know, you know, that's the old one, the new one. Now that they have the new one, I don't know shit about that one. I just went in there and I thought it was beautiful and the sight lines were great. But then there was just too many reminders of how much money they had, which I thought was tacky. And I really thought they kind of did what the Lakers did where the Lakers priced out their old school fucking you know i remember when 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 kareem got traded to the lakers they pushed that guy all the fuck way up like three layers of um luxury boxes they're all the way up there if you get up there you'll meet some fun laker fans yeah you know yeah once again as a celtics fan right i mean that's my our big rivalry but if you if you're down below 
it's just, you know, I, I don't know what it's corporate, it's celebrities and all of that fucking shit. So well, it's, um, it's just cha- the price points change so much because they, they invest so much in these new fucking monstrosities. When you fly back into LA, you can see the new football stadium and it's supposed to be a technological fucking spaceship. I mean, it, it's so futuristic. Looks, it looks amazing. Yeah. It does look incredible, but like they're going to have to supplement that with higher ticket prices with state carving behind fucking glass. It's like, that's become the future that I've somewhat accepted as a Chicago kid. You know, they, for years said they were going to knock down Wrigley or build Wrigley somewhere else. And I'm so happy that they didn't. I know they have a lot of complaints and I know. Yeah, they can't. It's like like what I always heard Ebbetsfield was like, where it would like the ballpark used to be a part of the neighborhood. Yeah. Now it's like this off on its own giant mall looking thing. Right. um, Where, you know, I actually watched uh, game seven of like the 1952 world series. I've been watching all this old sports where it was like, uh, I think it was 52, like Mickey Mantle was a rookie. Oh, wow. And he, he, he comes up left, uh, bats uh, left-handed, hits a home run to tie it. Two innings later, gets up right-handed, hits a single, drives in a run, and the guy said, uh, magnificent Mickey, the 20-year-old rookie. And at that point, it was just like, oh, yeah, good luck, buddy, filling Joe DiMaggio's shoes. I watched the 1964 NFL title game with the, uh, the Browns beat Don Shula's Colts. He took two big fucking losses. And I think he was gone by Super Bowl five when the Colts finally won. So that deal where he finally fucking won it in 72. Yeah. Um, and they went undefeated. And he also played on the Browns in 52 and 53 back to back years when they lost to the Lions and then his career was over. So as much as the, the, the Browns went to the title game every year from 1946 to 1956, the first four years, we're in a different league. Like Autogram was the first Tom Brady. Do you think? But you think no anyone will ever associate that to think that he was as good. As far as being a winner, and Lou Groza was the first Adam Vinatieri. Because what was great was the NFL called the uh, what was the All American Football Conference. They called it a Mickey Mouse League. And Paul Brown, who if you read anything about Paul Brown, that is Bill Belichick's guy. Right. Oh, the whole way he ran it, the whole way he fucking did it. That's Bill Belichick's guy all fucking day long. And he's the guy who, ba- he's the guy who basically discovered that the kicking game is important. And right. then Lou Groza being such a great fucking kicker and was accurate from 40 to 50 yards. And when the goal, the fucking goalpost was right on the goal line. Right. In the end You got zone. to the 42-yard line, this guy could fucking hit, hit one, right? So um, when they joined the NFL in 1950, they were like uh, – they were laughing. Oh, this is fucking bull. We're just going to steamroll the 49ers, the Colts, and the Browns. They're the ones who came over. And I think the Yankees did too. And um, the fucking, they came in the first year and they won. They won the, they beat the, um, the fuck did they beat? From the Mickey Mouse League. I think they beat, beat the, they maybe beat the Eagles or they beat the Rams. I think they beat the Rams or they beat the Eagles. I forget. But they, they, it was, it was like watching modern day football where they were down with a minute 48 left and Otto Graham, two minute offense like Brady drives him right down. And then Lou Groza kicks it with no time left to fucking beat him. And that I, and the Browns fans actually argue from back then that that's why the NFL doesn't call, they call that 1958 game, the greatest game ever, as opposed to 1950, because that was the new Colts, the NFL Colts, because the first one folded versus the Giants. So it was NFL teams. This is the one that put it on the map. They didn't want to admit that some fucking team 
right. from like the XFL came in and fucking right. kicked the shit out of that champion. It's really interesting. That and, is. and how much, you know, like the Bears were the 1940s while the Browns were doing something. And then in, in the 50s, it was the Browns and the Lions. And then the 60s was the Packers. And then they just started the all – they talk about NFL films on seems to be Super Bowl one and on. So all of those great teams just went away in right. everything that they did. And it doesn't make any sense to me where they act like the Eagles won their first fucking title when they beat the Patriots. It's like, no, they won in 48, 49. They won in 60. I don't know if they won before that, but they, they, they won the fucking thing. If you're going to count Babe Ruth's titles in the 1920s, why can't people in Philly count those NFL titles? <laughs> I don't get that. Well, didn't the NBA do the same thing with the ABA as if, like, they didn't want – they didn't want to, like – the NBA wants to stay no, as the beginning. They didn't. They, they absorbed the ABA's teams and the Celtics championships and the Minneapolis Lakers and the St. Louis Hawks. All those championships still counted. They counted, but people don't really reference them, do they? There's and, a difference between referencing and counting. Because right. referencing is like people don't reference Richard Pryor now, evidently, on Jeopardy. They don't know who the fuck he is. It doesn't diminish what the guy did. Sure, 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 sure. Still the greatest fucking comedian of all time. Yeah. Babe Ruth is still fucking Babe Ruth. You know, just because young people don't know who he is, they still did. But what I'm saying is the NFL literally doesn't even count them. Right. And looks at the Steelers with six titles and the Patriots with six titles, like we're the Celtics and Lakers, when reality, the Green Bay Packers, who've won – Four Super Bowls? Yeah, four Super Bowls and like 11 NFL titles yeah. are the Yankees, Celtics, Canadians, or whatever of, of the NFL. Do you think, you think if they got rid of kicking, are you, would you be pro that or you're against that? You still think kicking should always be in football? I love kicking. You do? I love it. Oh, I'm the yeah. opposite. I'm the, I don't think kicking should exist anymore. I, don't, I mean, especially coming from a city where we couldn't we – can, we, we've had – so much bad luck and good luck with uh, kickers, and it's ne there's never an even balance. Like Cody Parkey basically just blew an entire Well, I think all, all of today's coaches, so many of them grew up playing video games. Right. So they kind of – that's in them. And yeah. then they also, like, uh, because of the, the so many rules were made, Jim Ursay, to fucking make the passing game, Jim Ursay, because he couldn't yeah. beat the fucking Patriots, Jim Ursay. So many of those fucking rules, and plus offense sells. <laughs> yeah. That this shit that people do both in the fucking NBA now and uh, in, in the NFL, that if you did that, you'd be benched or you would lose your job as a coach. The amount of times you watch an NBA game and you'll see a seven-footer just launch a three, three yeah, with nobody yeah. underneath right. and clang it. It was just right there. I mean, you, you, were, you were on the bench. I remember right. I saw, I saw Allen Iverson his rookie year at the old um, – where the Clippers used to play. What the fuck was that place called? At the Coliseum? It, it, no, it wasn't the Col – it was right next to the Coliseum. I already oh, forget yeah. the um, – uh, uh, oh, it, it was a beautiful dump. Yeah. One yeah, of yeah. Bruce Springsteen's favorite places to play, by the way. He actually went out of his way to play there. Bob Cousy played his last game there, uh, beat the Lakers. A lot of fucking history there. All of those Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Laker yeah. fucking battles happened in that building. Um, but I saw Allen Iverson there, his rookie fucking year. Biggie Smalls in the crowd on, on that L.A. trip where he got, he got whacked, right? And uh, Iverson was showing off to the celebrity crowd. This is before he had the cornrows. He had the afro, right? Yeah. I, he threw a fucking half-court alley-oop, and he was just out of the game. And here's the deal. <laughs> Nobody was there to watch the Clippers. So after like 10 minutes, people start yelling, hey, where's Iverson? 
Right. Where's Iverson? I just remember this old white dude, old fucking, you know, you know, just sort of rooster fucking neck and shit. He's like, on that bench where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, I feel like your younger generation is like, you know, all the things that you guys want to happen now happens. My generation, we yelled it from the upper deck. Go for it. Fake punt. All of that shit. And right. they would never do it. Right. They would right. never fucking do it. It was super conservative. The draw play and all of that shit. And if somebody did like a fake punt, like I swear to God, your fucking team would do that like once every seven seasons, it seemed like. Right. It seemed like a long time. Or go for it on fourth down. Why don't they fucking go for it? They never fucking go. They would never go for it, especially in your own end. Yeah. And if you ever went for it on fourth down when I was growing up in football and you didn't fucking make it, you were on the hot seat. You better win the next week or you're, you, you were selling your house right. and going back to fucking college ball. So <laughs> I think, now, I don't know, but I, I love the kicking game and the drama that it adds and the way it extends the field. Where if you got rid of the kicking game, you realize if somebody's on the 40-yard line, their threat, your 40, their threat to fucking score is, is still not that bad. Well, let me propose it to you. Let's say you do so, – so here's what you do. When you score a touchdown, what I would say is instead of a kick for an extra point, you can do uh, a two-point, two- or three-point conversion, and you divide the points up by passing or throwing. Uh, I mean, or running. Running is worth less. Throwing is worth more, right? And, and you can put it at a different yardage point if you want. why? Throwing is easier down yeah. there? I mean, I imagine Let throwing – Let me ask you this. Just I, think red zone throwing, I think red zone throwing is a little bit easier. Yeah, I would I, – especially if you can stack one side of a, of a ball, I think it's a little bit easier depending on what yard you're at. And then if it's on your side of the field. And Wait, you weren't you the quarterback for the Bengals for a couple of years? You kind of look like that guy. Um, yes, I was. Here's my question that I have for all young sports fans. Just sure. out of curiosity. Sure. How many points is enough points for you guys to enjoy a fucking game? All of it. We want all of it. Why? Why? It's Let's get as many as we can. It's fun. What, are you going to stop NBA from scoring 1,000 points? Fucking put a five-point line in there. I don't care. I, I think it's it's more fun. The more points and the more scores is the more fun. It's an entertainment game. You know? In here, we pour whiskey. Ooh, it's summer, summer, summer time. You know what time it is, Whiskey Ginger fans. It's summertime. Please don't sue me for using that sample, by the way. But it's summertime, and you need to protect your eyeballs. Get some sunglasses, not just any. Go get Shady Rays. I love Shady Rays. I'm being genuine when I say this. I've lost so many sunglasses over the years, given them to friends, left them in someone's car, at the beach, uh, at someone's house, at my house, lost them, stepped on them, broken them. There's so many ways to lose sunglasses and break them. It's ridiculous. Shady Rays are incredible polarized, stylish sunglasses that you can put on your face for an affordable price. And if you lose them or break them, they don't care. They'll send you a new pair. They're not going to ask you why. They're not going to interrogate you and send the feds to your house trying to find out who did you really lend them to. They don't care if you broke them or you lost them. They'll send you a new pair. They're incredible. They're comfortable. They have all sorts of styles that fit your personality, baby. Uh, go on their website. Check out all their stuff. It is really incredible. I love them. Uh, they're comfy. And I like the polarization, you know? Hide behind the shades, whether you're just uh, peering away from the sun or your eyes are drooping a little low because you're having some of that summertime smoke. Do whatever you got to do. Pick up a pair of Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code WHISKEY, as you know. Get 50% off two or more pairs. It's a great deal. Go to ShadyRays.com. Check it out. Use the promo code WHISKEY. Do you like the beats that bump? You know I do as a big hip-hop head myself. 
I got to have some good earbuds while I'm cruising, okay? I travel the country all the time, usually. And when I do, I got to have some earbuds with me. And Raycon makes incredible, comfortable, stylish, durable, uh, and affordable earbuds that are at a fraction of the cost of some of the most expensive name brands that you hear of that are their competitors. But Raycon uh, cuts all that stuff out with high-quality sound, um, really incredibly portable, simple, small. You can place them in your ear. They fit so snug, and you can barely see them. And what you do see is very stylish. Uh, it has six hours of playtime, which is pretty continuous. If you know anything about wireless earbuds, that's really good. I don't. If you're running or working out for more than six hours, chill, chill out. Uh, a bunch of celebrities have endorsed them, including Snoop Dogg. Double uh, Snoop Dogg, who knows a little bit about music in his ears. Uh, and, and they're, they're great, man. Compared to so many other earbuds on the market that are overpriced and not really worth it sound quality wise, these are the answer to that. You know, if you're trying to save a little bit of cash, but get, get the product, the high quality product without that stupid name that everybody wants, get yourself some Raycon earbuds. They are phenomenal. Go to buyraycon.com slash whiskey to get yourself 15% off. That's buyraycon.com slash whiskey and put something in your ear for less than the competition, but the sound is way better. Buyraycon.com slash whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. Uh, you want it to well, be... Yeah, that's what it's become. I used to like seeing competition. I used to like watching coaches have to try to outthink each other and strategize and all yeah. that shit. But Instead that's football. Of- you're, you're not going to have that in any other game anymore. It's not going to be in... Baseball, yes. You're telling me there's no strategy in any game? In, in the NBA? Chess? All the way to chess? <laughs> no. Pro, I think in pro sports, I think it's comp- it is more than not pure entertainment. And it's not about uh, – look, there's no dedication to teams or cities anymore. Nobody you gives think a that fuck. that's hurt the sport at all? 100%. I do, but I think that's, that, that's where we are. You're never going to go back. There, the, Kevin Garnett played – You're arguing in, two different things. I'm asking if you want that. Not whether you can go back or not. No, I don't want it, but I've accepted it. I just, that is what it is. The, the game is now because well, You just said you want more fucking points, as many points put a five-point line. You're, on, you're all over the fucking yard. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying if this is what it is, then let's fucking make it fun then. Then make it more. If, oh, I misunderstood if this is, No, if this is going to be the way that it is, which it is, then fine. Let's have more fun. Then make it more entertaining because it's never going to go the other way. I think baseball will always be a strategy game because you cannot manipulate that as much as you can basketball. I got to say this. This is going to be my me old man bitching. If I see one more stupid Instagram thing (laughs) of a guy dunking with some savage rap music playing, like he just dunked on Kareem and there's (laughs) nobody under the fucking rim because nobody's allowed to stand there for longer than two seconds. Yes. It's Not, the fact that the defensive player can't stand – dude, back in the day to dunk, you had to be a fucking man. You had to go into the trees, and they were going to beat the shit out of you. Yes. You were going to get a forearm to the fucking chest and get knocked down on, the, on your fucking ass. Yeah. And, and there was going to be no call. Now it's rare. And now it's that. like I, you, you sense the person on defense going, oh, fuck, am I going to be on Instagram? And they're like trying to run out of frame. Yeah. Well, defense defense is also taken. I want all you hoes to know. <laughs> Boom, right? And people just act like they just Yeah, Ooh. but that's but that's because that's because uh these guys now they pride themselves way more on off- offense anyway. There's only a handful but of guys I don't that give like a fuck how you guys play the game. All I'm asking is that you that when you go to score 
the highlight film. Put the right kind of music on there. What music do you want on there? <laughs> you want Benny? Remember when they used to run away in fast motion on the Benny Hill show? Yes. You want? They should Benny have some guy on the other team slapping the guy's bald head as he runs out of the way so he doesn't get dunked on. Uh, look, I, I would. I'd rather. I'd rather the game be a tough, tougher, stronger game. I mean, look, you probably watched the Last Dance. I grew up in Chicago in that era. I think the game's toughness back then was my favorite time in the NBA. My father won't, won't even watch the NBA anymore because he doesn't like the way it's played anymore. He doesn't enjoy it. And I miss it. But I just know you're never going to get back to that because this, this is where we are. You, you, you I understand it in football where, like, wh what was being done to receivers when they went over the middle? Insane. From the 70s. Oh, yeah, it was criminal. Fucking insane. I mean, in, in the 70s, it was yeah. fucking criminal they had well, to like you could, you could cowboy collar right couldn't you still you could still cowboy horse collar, collar horse you could collar, no yeah. there was there was a guy on the raiders who his move was when you're away from the ball he had like a cast on or whatever and i even didn't have a cast he would just wind up like a salt he would just fucking slam you in this he did it to lynn swan twice chuck Knoll said the guy should be in jail and the, the <laughs> and the fucking guy took chuck Knoll to court for slander because he and his defense was Mel Blount's doing it too, and they lost because he was. I think yeah. it was Mel Blount, but they were doing it too. What the fuck they used to do to them was insane. Was insane. But if you went back to the 1950s, you could hit a quarterback until the play was over. Right, right. You could keep. So hitting like there was sort of a thing there where it was like it was almost like hockey, where it's like, well, if you do that to our Gretzky, we're going to do it to yours. So there was a level of respect it seems but you know every once in a while people took fucking liberties right it's really weird like if someone tackled you and you fell down and they weren't on top of you and touching you you could get back up and keep going <laughs> it was fucking wild there's that some wild, wild shit well then you also hear those stories back in the day they used to in in in, uh, in the scrums they would poke each other in the eyes or they'd put stuff in their gloves you know people put uh uh, uh not icy hot but something like that you know like a the menthol and they put it on their fingers, so they put it in people's eyes, so it would sting and burn your eyes and get your eyes all fucked up. And you heard about these like sneaky tactics all the time. I know that's fucked up, but I think that's kind of fun. I don't. I don't. Oh, want guys to used to chaos. put when you when you when the head slap was legal. Yeah. Guys used to when they tape up their hands, they put tacks or put oh, like yeah, metal, yeah, metal, yeah. so your fucking head would ring. <laughs> there that's was just all fun. kinds of. All kinds of gamesmanship, as, it call, as it's called, unless it happens in New England. If it happens in New England, it's cheating. But all this gamesmanship, sure, sure, the sure. shit that they were doing, it's like, and I got to be honest with you, I love gamesmanship. Yeah. I yeah. love the cork bat. I love a pitcher with shit on his neck or on his fucking hat. Yes. I fucking love, dude, Gaylord Perry used to come out there with like every condiment you could fucking think of in like seven different nationalities. He had whatever you wanted. Right. <laughs> you could have dressed a burrito or a fucking hamburger with whatever that fucking guy had on his goddamn jersey. <laughs> and he and he threw a knuckleball. Right. I love that shit. Well, do you think do you think baseball still has a lot of that old school purity cuz it still does have a lot of superstition in the game. There's still That's why I think I, I wouldn't love baseball. say after that Astros Red well, Sox Yankees, whatever the yes, fucking thing was I going know. on there. I, that yes, was like degrees of murder. First degree, second degree manslaughter level, you know, from Apple watches to literally a camera. But I do agree with Alex Cora where he, the fact that he had to come out and be like, you know, I wasn't the only guy. I'm, I'm taking responsibility. But the, like he's the Oswald. They're just walking him out. He's doing the perp walk. Yeah. Like if you owned a baseball stadium, 
okay? And you got all those employees. Do you, is there any world where when the ballpark is empty, there's a guy drilling a hole into your center field wall and sticking a camera in there? And nobody, security, nobody walking around like, what right. the fuck are they doing over there? But don't you love that drama? I th- like, I, I got to tell you. I mean, like. I, I love what the Astros I did. It. I don't think it's cheating. No, I mean, I look. Because the Red Sox and Yankees for a 10-year period just, inv- just eviscerated the bottom third of the league and fielded, roided up free agent fucking teams right. that right. won all of these fucking championships there in Houston, they couldn't compete. So they did what they had to do. <laughs> uh, well, what, about, what about the Royd era? Are you into that, like the McGuire-Sosa era? Do you think that that – were you cool with that or did you hate that shit? I'm only cool with it if everybody comes clean and then you just have roided up stats. for Like, I actually think Barry Bonds was a victim of the Royds era. How? In that he was the guy. And then all these other guys cheated – Sure. And the next thing you know, the president's calling fucking Sosa and McGuire. And then I just thought Barry Bonds was like, all right, here's me on roids. There's 73. Right. And then all of a sudden, he was the biggest cunt ever. Right. And yeah, it's but- just like, he did it legit. And then everybody's looking the other way where these fucking people just, I mean, it's comical. Yeah, but I the only reason how that big these well, fucking guys got well they got jokey big, but the, I, I still I still stand by the fact anybody that's a baseball fan knows you, steroids will never he- help you hit a baseball. It does, that that doesn't matter. It'll help you. No, hit but farther. what they do is they your body is first game of the year for the whole year. Great. So there's no breaking down of your body. Good. They should all be that way because we break their bodies so quick, so young anyway. I mean. Fuck it. Okay. All right. Well, I understand that, Mr. Rebel, (laughs) but you got to make sure everybody's on it. And if they're going to start breaking the records of guys who all they did was fucking eat a bunch of coffee beans or whatever, or playing an all, I I actually think the first Royd era is the all white league. You think so? In a way. Yeah. It was just like, wasn't it cheating to keep the fucking Pedro Martinez who's out of the league. (laughs) And then all of a sudden a guy like me can be fourth in your rotation. (laughs) It's not yeah. those upper echelon white guys. It's the, it's the pitching they were feasting on. Right. With like facing, you know, three or four white guys every week, a week and a half, who would never even sniff the league. And then they get to avoid Satchel Page, Josh Gibson, Pedro Martinez, and all of these guys. And then those upper echelon white pitchers only have to get through the white Babe Ruths and never have to move on to the, the David Ortiz's. Roberto Clemente's, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, not, I think that that's why you have all those softball league stats. I've said this all to – I said this to Bert Kreischer. I know I'm repeating myself here. No, that's fine. That's fine. Bert's, Bert, Bert, uh, Bert, speaking of which, I watched him uh, do a race yesterday on the internet, and he won. He's out doing shows. Are you, are you giving him shit for out doing these uh, drive-in shows, or are you all in support of this? Um, I am, I don't have a medical degree, so I don't know how safe a drive-in show, a drive-in show seems safer than at a club. No, I just mean as a friend, are you giving him shit for going to do the tour? I mean, you know, he's, cause no, he, because people have not out. worked for four months. So at this point, you know, yeah, you know, Sammy Hagar got all of that shit going. You're gonna have to open up the economy. People are just gonna have to die and immediately, Oh, you fucking rich ass motherfucker. And it's like, first of all, <laughs> it was regular people that all started fucking running around and poking their heads out too soon. Fact. Yeah. So don't blame this guy. Right, and right. he's not just talking about his money. Okay? It's like 
the person with the mom and pop store goes under and then that drags Sammy under because they can't go to his fucking show. What he's saying makes sense if you just get over your jealousy of the fact that he knows how to play guitar and can sing. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you actually just listen. Yeah. Yeah, no. Rather than throwing him on the celebrity rock star pile, the guy actually fucking made sense because what I inferred out of that was, listen, if a third of these fucking assholes aren't going to stay home anyway and we're going to keep hitting the reset button, which what all of those fucking assholes did was put us two We just all didn't make money for eight fucking weeks for nothing. Right. Because these dumb cunts with no medical degree are walking around going, it's just a cold. Or you're just being selfish like a fucking banker and being like, well, I'm young. It doesn't affect me. I'm going to go out or whatever. Right? Right. Um, but I have sympathy for people that are so up against it that they 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 have to do what they got to do because they got to keep the lights on and feed their kids. I have no fucking problem with that. But someone who just wants to go out and get a fucking beer, you know, so now somebody's grandparents got to get infected and possibly fucking die. I mean, I, I I don't know. But like I said, I don't know shit about this. But I think at some point, you know, if if people are just going to keep behaving you know, in selfish ways. Like I'm trying to separate the same way the looters were not the protesters, the same way people desperate for money are not people out, you know, at fucking spring break. You know what I mean? There's all different sections. So there there really is, um, I I don't know how, and then with CNN and Fox both blaming each other and getting everybody fucking pissed off. I mean, Sammy might be calling it that at some point they're just going to have to say, fuck it. But I don't get how like, you know, I know Italy has like different political factions and they seem to be able to stop it. New York city has been able to stop it. Um, I just, CNN just has to stop calling people on the right fucking idiots. They got to stop doing that because like people are starting to feel like wearing a mask is a middle finger to people on the left. Right. Rather than it's a fucking death sentence to people with asthma and fucking shit. As far as what I've, I've, I've seen. So it's really like dangerous what they're doing. You've got to bring people together. Nobody on the left is 100% right. Nobody on the right is 100% right. But we are all in this situation together. You got to fucking... Dude, it's like trying to win a championship. You can't have a divided locker room. That's what the right. fuck we have over here. And when I fucking watch CNN and Fox... If you told me years later that they, they'd been bought out by some fucking billionaire guy from Russia who's trying to destroy this country, I'd be like, oh, oh, now it makes sense. Because it didn't make sense that Americans would do that to other Americans. Right, right. Have, so. you, found, have you found yourself, uh, like, I know you, you're, not, you're not drinking anymore. I don't, I don't know if you're sober. I don't know if, the, if that's a term that you even use, but you've, you kind of put away the sauce. Is it forever or no? Um, are you saying the word sober? Is that not correct for you? Is that not terminology? No, it's not correct because I'll fucking I'll take a couple of hits off a joint or I'll eat like a a, a gummy bear or okay, whatever. Okay, okay, all right. Are. Um, but even then, then I'll just I'll just start doing. I just realize I'm sort of like a habit guy. So like one of my habits now is straightening up and going through my shit, and then I just get, I get like into shit. Right. I don't get addicted. I get into shit, and then I have like this fucking habit that I, right. I don't have to go to meetings and I can just stop doing it. I just wake up one day. I'm like, all right, I'm done doing this shit. Right. And that's what, that's what, that's what drinking was just kind of like it's something you just were done doing. 
I had, I had a kid and I was legally fucking hammered. It's my drinking started with when I got really busy in this business and like, um, I'm telling you, dude, like how hard writers work in this business. And you know, those first two, three seasons where I was in there every single day, slugging it out before I had kids and I had to sort of like delegate a little more and, and be a little smarter with my time. Like you would come home, especially on days when the script wasn't working, the, the level of thinking that you just did for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours, you, I would come home and I was, I would just be fucking fried. And yeah. there was just nothing better than coming home and taking a really fucking great bottle of bourbon and pouring it over a giant fucking ice cube. Yeah. But what happened was that, that, you know, one finger became two, became three, became I'll pour it up over the ice cube, became I'll have another one, right. became I'll hide the third one on this side of my leg and hopefully the ice won't touch the glass so my wife won't hear it. <laughs> right. And I was like, am I literally doing this? And which made me wonder, can you drink yourself as a non-addictive personality, can you drink yourself into actually being an alcoholic? Because I know that you can get like addicted to sugars. And I definitely got addicted to tobacco, nicotine with, with cigars, yeah. which I'm battling that again because I had a kid. It was my wife's birthday, my birthday, and Father's Day. So the cigars were just flying at me. And uh, I just kept justifying it. Oh, it's the day before my birthday. Last day I'm 51. Good excuse to light one up. Yeah. <laughs> Turned 52 the next day. I got on Zoom with Bartnick, Verzi, and all my buddies, Josh, and all of the guys. And then the next day I did Rogan and my buddy, Mike Binder had left a box of cigars and it was three days in a row. Right. And then the devil was fucking at its talons in my back again. So, um, I've smoked two more since then. I have two more left. So I'm just going like, all right, June, I'm going sideways. I'm going to pick my spot to enjoy those next two. And then I'm just not going to, um, replenish my, you know, my cigar box and then I'll just be fine. Cause that's, right. that's another thing that I learned how my drinking went out of control was I brought it. I, I learned about it. So I learned the, Ooh, the higher brow liquors, you know? Right. 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 And, and then I, I brought the devil into my house and back in the day, if I wanted to drink, I had to go out. So there was so many nights that I felt like having a drink, but I'm not fucking putting my pants on. And you know, it was the nineties, put moose in my hair. Back when I had <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to deal with that. You know? Right. Right. So, um, so it's gone for good for now. It's gone for good for now. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think, you know, something when I feel that I could actually go back to it and it wouldn't be a fucking problem, which I just, I don't, I don't believe that it, that it, it, it wouldn't be. So, um, you know, there is occasions like when I'm out, with my wife and we're having a really nice meal and then they bring this bottle of wine that compliments it. Yeah. You know, she takes a sip like, Oh, you know, that's, that's when it's fucking hard. But, right. Um, right. but I got to tell you, waking up in the morning, you know, you don't have the booze bag face and you got a flat stomach. That's, you know, it, it's, it's fucking great up until about five thirty, six o'clock. Yeah. No, I mean, it's look, I, I like, I go back and forth as I've, this show is all about having a drink with somebody and you know, it's I'm sorry I fucked that up. You did bad. No, it's no, a lot of so many of my friends are actually sober too. I mean like, you know, Bobby's 
one of my best friends and he's been sober for years. So, so many people in my life are so sober now. It almost makes me sometimes go, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should slow down or stop or, but it's not become an issue. Slowing down is always a great thing. The advice yeah. I would give you, well, you're married, so I think you'll be all right. Yeah. See, I was single for so long. I would, I, uh, the joke I've been doing is don't, don't use up all your fun days. Right. <laughs> right. Right. No, you know but what it really you, is. You get to your forties and fifties and all of a sudden you got to like, you, it's, you're like in damage control. Like I got to start doing yoga. Right. I got to, uh, you know, I got to eat Brussels sprouts, but doing shit like that is not a bad thing. But I mean, dude, is there anything more fun than fucking just getting shit faced, being on a boat, getting hammered and it's being at favorite. a game? Yeah, it's my fucking other favorite. people that are drinking. It's fun oh. as shit. Like I was a real like happy drunk. So right. I, and I had a lot of good time. I didn't get into fights and shit like that. I, I had a great, I had a great fucking time, <laughs> but I, I can definitely, uh, you know, there are definitely times, especially uh, with stress, which is not a good reason to drink. Um, you know, I, I definitely feel myself going like, God damn, I could really do, I could, you know, but, but it, my brain immediately goes into not, I would like to have a drink. It's be like, I would like to give a bottle a nice fucking liver punch, you know, like take <laughs> half of it out. Right. So that's funny. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Stress doesn't usually make me drink. In fact, stress makes me uh, overwhelmed and anxious. And I usually just want to, uh, you know, do, uh, do nothing. I usually, my appetite gets suppressed when I'm super stressed. I can't really eat that. You know, a lot of people say they stress eat. I do the opposite. And then for me, I, I usually love having a drink when I'm in a good mood, when things are positive or like when we're going out to eat and I'm excited, we'll go out and her and I'll have drinks. And it's usually only then when I'm stressed or I'm depressed or I'm down. Luckily, I never want the sauce because it just sounds annoying. It sounds exhausting. It sounds, I, I don't know. Cause I know it's not going to make me happy. So for some reason, if I'm bummed out. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. If you have that, do you have that? Do you have those? abilities i just but, like but i often want to have one yeah. talking shit and talking <laughs> yeah. about sports and shit that's yeah. all i did on the fucking road man when i would go on the road, like i would finish when i was working you know verzi barnick lawhead nate craig all of those guys that's all i did and i and i hated going to the spot right like the club i'd always feel like a fucking you know I just felt like a loser. If I walked in the club and everybody there was younger than me, I'm like, I felt like I fucking stayed back like 50 grades. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> I love the fucking dive bar. Yeah. With very quiet music. Back in my 20s, I liked that. I just wasn't into that. scene thing. No, like I fucking hated myself. So I didn't want to go into this place where everybody seemed to be like in love with themselves. It was just reinforcing <laughs> what I thought about myself. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go into this quiet fucking place where nobody's fucking with me. Right. And, yep. um, yeah, I was a big time nerd and I was into like seeing tourist attractions and going to ballparks and shit like that. But then somewhere along the line, you know, I started drinking like I was in the fucking, you know, trying to get into the rat pack somewhere along the line, you know, I started making a little money. Yeah. One time, you know, a couple of times out there, I think like three times I did the tour bus thing. Right. And, uh, oh, dude, that was the funniest shit ever. So that's it's worth it. It, it, it. You know what? It was definitely fucking worth it because it kept me and my friends out of trouble. Yeah. Because that was our club. 
and right. no one was allowed in. We just, we would do the show. We would be talking about what we were going to do on the bus, what movie we were going to watch, <laughs> what sporting event, oh, and we would build the tours around sporting events. You're just having sleepovers with your friends on the road. That's what Absolutely. Just, yeah, it's grown up we were all fucking married guys or in relationships, so we would fucking, like, Dude, I did one. One, I did one run. We went. To, we ended up at the Kentucky Derby. Ugh, how fun! Uh, oh, dude, that was great. And I ended up doing a show in Kentucky before, right before the Derby, and I had my seersucker suit with the bow tie and the little fucking uh, music man hat. And I was thinking, <laughs> like, should I wear this on the show tonight? I'm gonna fucking do this. So I put it on, right? You know, and you know, those guys were all laughing, going, "Oh man, they're gonna, they're gonna go nuts when they see you, right?" So yeah. I was standing in the wings. And I can't remember it was Verzi or Lawhead was bringing me up. And uh, I think it was Lawhead. And I was like, all of a sudden I was standing there going like, oh my God, was this a dumb idea? Am I in Orlando right now and I'm going to come out with Mickey Mouse ears on and, and expecting the locals to be excited? Do right. they actually secretly hate the Kentucky Derby because it brings a bunch of fucking yahoos in? Right. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, well, too late now. And I went out and it was the initial clap and then they took in the suit it was one of the best ovations I ever got. They went fucking oh, fuck nuts. Yeah. But then I had to keep it on. And eight minutes in, I was like pouring sweat. And I was finally like, guys, can I take this fucking hat off? I'm dying. But um, yeah, we went to the Masters one time. Um, every year we go to like a big college football game. That's how I got into like lakes and shit. We went to a Clemson game in Death Valley this year. Game sucked, man. They played like Florida State. Florida State, you know, one of these off years where they sucked. And uh, they just got blown out. It was like 28 to nothing, first Ugh. four drives. But we were staying on this lake. I didn't even know. You could have taken a boat. Like if we, if we got to know somebody, the dude next door had like moonshine and shit. It was fucking wild. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever seen liquor shut down my friends. So oh, I was trying. Oh, yeah. Dude, they all took a sip. Mm -hmm. Okay. I wasn't there, but they all took a sip. And I was inside. I was watching uh, the late night college game. And they all came in, like the Hall of Fame of drinkers. One by one, they all came in like, all right, man, I'm, I'm going to bed. I'll, uh, yeah, I've had enough. And they had like this sort of like stare and this thing. And this dude next door, we met this guy, and he could rattle off uh, like the, the Jordans of moonshiners. And he was telling us where he goes, this is from so-and-so still. And this right. is from so-and-so's and blah, blah, blah. And this still has been going. This is the third generation. Dude, it was a whole fucking Oh, it's a real thing. thing. Yeah, it's a real oh, thing. Oh, yeah. And then North Carolina, really, he, he knows all about it. Stock car racing came out of that. That's where it's from. Yeah, yeah, it's from like when they had the boot, like, like a stock car. Like they, that's, they, they, for northerners who didn't know, a stock car looked like it was straight from the factory. It looked like it was, but underneath it was this fucking beast. Yeah. Almost like a resto mod or something, but they and then they, they would talk shit. My fucking my my moonshine car is fast, and yeah, let's have a fucking race. And it fucking built into that. I think it, you know, that's another thing too. Like like I I try to go different parts of the country. I just get into whatever the fuck they're into, you know. Which is why it's so fucking disappointing, especially so many people in in our business, the way they talk down to like. You know, that, 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 whole, I, that whole idea of a flyover state, yeah. like there's literally no fun to have. And then everybody's there, like, I'm going to be a dad now and use Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh as a fucking, <laughs> like everybody there is just sitting there without a tail 
And now they're, they're having the time of their fucking lives. Yeah. Yes. They I'm are. Sure. It's just just because it's shit you're not into or didn't take the time to learn about. It's such like a fucking adolescent way that uh, so many adults are, uh, you know, I don't, I should be careful because I, I've said a lot of ignorant shit too, but I'm just saying like, especially. Yeah, no, but I know what you're saying. The, the, the yeah. idea that these people don't uh, get to enjoy life the way you think you do or your way, your version is better than theirs. I'm from Illinois. I'm from a fucking flyover state. You know, I'm from you know the middle of the country or whatever. And, and, they're some of the people that have the most inventive kind of funds because they have different they have different shit than we do. So it's just we live in the bubble. Everybody lives in their own little bubble, and for some reason, yeah. For some reason, if you live near an ocean, that automatically makes you a genius. Yeah, you're you know, better. You haven't done shit with your fucking life. <laughs> or I love all the people out of here that feel like they're successful simply because all they did was leave their hometown. Right. 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 Yes. There's so many but more like, successful people that did. Still didn't. doing the same dumb shit. You're just not doing it in your hometown, and now you're gonna look back at your hometown like anybody didn't leave as a loser. It I'm working backwards. I want to go back to Chicago. I'm 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 trying to make money here so I can go home. That's my literal goal is to move home. I want to move home more than anything in the world. I miss it. I missed it as more as time has gone on. I thought I would get over it, and I never have. So at some point, I'm gonna I gotta go. Well, the way this business is, you'll be able to do it. I hope so. I, I, and then what's I, great is if you live there, you cut most of your flight times in half. Fuck. I mean, that's the other thing. I'm so tired of fucking jumping around and jumping, you know, sitting on a plane forever and ever. I'd, I'd rather base somewhere like that and then, you know, be able to You know, to fly Bob Costas for years lived in St. Louis because of that. I know. I don't know if he was initially from there, but like he, he stayed there. He didn't get all Hollywood and live in LA or New York. He fucking stayed there because he could just... Now I understand, like, Jesus Christ, that guy was at everything. He announced everything. Everything. He did. He, he called. I watched yesterday. I watched the Ryan Sandberg game, the 84 game, and just listening to him talk about it is so powerful because it was, it was, it was Saturday baseball. It was like Saturday day game. The what is game the Ryan the Sandberg game? 1984. It was uh, when Sandberg basically solidified himself as, you know, a future Hall of Famer, one of the greatest Cubs of all time for hitting two home runs to and a regular season game. Uh, it was a Saturday game, game of the week. So it's broadcast nationally. And Sandberg hit two home runs back to back in extra innings to win the game. And here was this tiny, skinny, you know, a kid that got a kid that basically was thrown into a trade from the Phillies who they kind of thought was a, a joke. I mean, Sandberg right. was this like, sure. And give me the kid. You know, it was like this bullshit trade and would then solidify himself as arguably, in my opinion, one of the greatest Chicago Cubs, if not one of, if not the greatest Cub we've ever had. I mean, you know, the first time I went to Wrigley Field was sometime around then. Was it I in went the, like early 80s? 83 or 84 where well, we were uh, Leon, Durham, yeah. Leon Durham, I remember I had the program. I don't know if it might still be my parents' house. Bill Buckner was oh, on, on the cover. Yeah. Um, no, it was a solid team, and I became a huge Cubs and Braves fan because we got basic cable, yeah, TBS. and we had TBS, right? Which and so I I knew all those guys like Bob Horner and Dale Murphy, all of those guys, yeah. Um, Glenn Hubbard was that the guy in second base? They all had like these fucking huge, now considered hipster beards, yeah, huge beards, yeah. <laughs> they were called ZZ Top beards when I was a kid. Right. But, um, and then the Cubs games, and I used to watch like Harry Carey. Ugh, and I thought it was so fucking cool 
that they, they hadn't put the lights up yet. There wasn't any uh, night games. Right. Although I will say Wrigley at night is fucking gorgeous. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite. But, but, it is, but, but it was cool. The day game, the, the idea of only day game. They used to make fun of Chicago for it all the time. It was like, who fucking, who wants, to, who wants to play that much baseball in the middle of the day? And then you, talk to, you listen to any of those guys talk about it. They fucking loved it. They ended up falling deeply in love with it. It became, you know, it became kind of the cornerstone of that. They scene. could probably go out and have some fucking beers. Yeah, they could live. Yeah, they could live when it was done. Yeah, Dude, that's guys- like guys in radio. Guys in radio, it's not as glamorous, but when you get that afternoon shift, yeah, <laughs> that fucking that the the noon the noon to three, I can sleep in and still go out and party. This is yeah. the fuck. I mean, that's the spot. Right, right. Yeah, the day game, day game baseball is, uh, and for me also as when my dad would take me to a game, that was like my favorite thing on fucking earth. Yeah. Cause you also felt like you were getting away with something like, Oh, was it, was it true that the reason that uh, they were going to have lights and then world war two came, they needed the metal scrap. So they, the, the metal from that, they gave, that's what I heard. They donated. Yeah. And so it never, is that true? Or is it I don't know. But that's, I feel like that sounds like, it sounds like a wives tale, but I wanted it to be true. So when I heard it, I was like, that's probably right. It sounds yeah, right. That, that's something I, well, that's, that's how a lot of people believe in shit now. It's like, I want to believe in that. So right. I'm going to say it happened. I'll say it happened. The fucking computer's going to die here. No, it's fine. Let's, uh, l- I appreciate the, all of the time from you regardless. This has been fucking incredible. Uh, we end the episode the Shout same Shout out way. to Freddie Soto. Whenever I hear that word, regardless. Regardless. Shout out to regardless. Freddie Soto. Um, uh, we end the episode the same way. You have to end it. Uh, it's just you. You say, just look into the camera and say one word or one phrase that takes us out of the episode that you want to hit home. A word or a phrase to leave us with. All what of that pressure? Yeah, you can handle it. One word or one phrase? Go ahead. That you want us, that, that, that you All want right. to get out. Okay. Can you just stop? In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Stir.